RadioInfluence.com. The Democrats, they, you know, they got every black celebrity and on their team, so they just figure, you know, tell kids to shut the fuck up and vote. And so I ain't gonna do that. You know, I'm gonna push the program. We got a program, I'm pushing it on everybody. Um, we also met with the Republicans. They they brought us in. We talked to them. Um, they they've moved their agenda a lot because of what we said. Um, you know, they put five hundred billion dollars on the table, and you know, but who knows? You know, who knows what's gonna really happen? You know, um, I just know one. I'm gonna win. if it can really matter to us we gotta just push whoever is in there cause ain't nobody really solved our problems um you know people say we can't take another four years of this black people we could take anything Joe Biden, um, you know, the Democrats, I believe they owe us. Um, will they do right by us at the end of the day? Who knows? Um, you know, I think the plan they have is, 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 you know, they're doing a lot when it comes to safety and police and all this, shit, but, you know, that dough is thin. Everybody, money is thin. We're not going to get no respect in this country without the cash. We ain't going to get no respect in this country without having money in our community. It just ain't going to happen. And here we are. Um, first off, let me just let me just go here. Uh, the DJ Aiken Podcast. I appreciate everybody being here. Late nights, early mornings is what I do. Shouts out to Brittany Gonzalez, who I rock with this show with um every single week um she couldn't be here today because i had to move taping time of course recording time but i didn't want to do another show until i got here and when i say here i mean the voting thing to me is like super 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 important even more important this year probably than it has been for me in in uh years before and and just being totally transparent which is what i try to be i'm probably I'm bad at voting. I can I can admit that. And by that, I mean, like, there be numerous things on my counter. And one of my guests, we've talked about this, um, you know, that don't have to do with the president. They have to do with local government, regional government, not quite the United States, but things that should matter to me here in Florida, here in Tampa Bay, that sort of thing. And this year has made me be like, yo, like, you got to really look at everything and start really doing your research on voting. And then also too, to use my platform to be like, why aren't we voting What's really going on with our vote? And then I have an even bigger question, which I'll pose to my guest today. And and so so we're here. And there were a couple, there were only, well, first of all, before I even get into that, there was only one person that I really wanted to talk to about this first and foremost. And then I was like, no, there's two people. And one is my personal confidant, my sister, um, 
I don't even know if she's friend of show anymore. She's family of show. Uh, Tony's back. Tony Howard Lowe is back. I am so glad you're here because I knew that if anybody could speak to this subject, it would be a real conversation with you. And then I thought a little further and I was like, you know what? I really be having some real conversations in the dude group text with this dude right here. And he might need to be on this conversation as well. The first time on the show, because he says that I don't value him enough to bring him to the DJ Aiken podcast, but he's here today. My man Nola is here from the Tampa Bay Business Journal. Um, folks, um, Thank you for me. we are here with, um, and I've titled this episode, if you, if you know, you know me, if you've watched these, these titles are loosely based around hip hop because that kind of starts my life. And I figured the only way to title today's episode would be with an Ice Cube classic, The Nigga You Love to Hate. That, that to me, will be the title of this episode because that's where I feel we are with Cube this week. Cube came out with, you know, a, a, a post and a contract for Black America that had Twitter, social media in an uproar. So before I get deep into my question that I'm going to have for you, first, let me just get your thoughts on whoever wants to start what were your thoughts when you first saw um, Ice Cube's post about the contract with Black America? Well, I'm going to jump in first because I feel like I feel like Nola's going to slay this. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going I'm to jump in first. Right. No. Um, so my my initial thoughts um, were, you know, you're a day late in a dollar short. Right. We are probably across the country in most major uh, cities um, about a week into early voting. So, you know, Trump has been in, in office for four years, right? So I, I'm not quite sure what is going on with the rap community, right? And I appreciate their passion around trying to use their, their voice. And I'm certainly not one of the people who gets in the comments and tries to police rich people's money. But my question is like, Seriously, Q, where you been? Right. I don't have an issue necessarily with his platinum plan, but there are so many activists and there are so many people, um, including celebrities who have been doing this work um, and having this conversation for the last four years. So you wait a week into early voting to come out with a plan which is a complete distraction. That's my first point. My second thought is, of course, the Trump administration reached out to you. And of course, the Biden-Harris campaign said, you know what, this is a great plan, let's talk about it, because we have better things to do. We already have the ear and the, and, and somewhat are building the trust of the black community. We don't need this circus at this time, right? Because we are moving around the country doing the work that we need to do to get people to the polls. So my fundamental issue for me personally with this is timing. And then we can get into some other things, right? About him being ill-equipped. But personally, my, my first reaction was, where have you been? So I'll stop there. Okay, Nola? Well, eloquently stated. Um, I want to thank you for that, making that point, Tony. Um, I think my first reaction was surprise. I was really surprised because 
in this climate, we know fully well that we can expect anything at this point. But from whom it happens from is where the surprise came to me. Like Ice Cube. I mean, you talked a little bit about the history of Ice Cube. How he's rebellious against the system. I mean, how he came out. We're talking about he, the man that came out from NWA at the police. And we know fully well, one thing that's on the minds of most black parents, people that have children, is the issue of policing. And the idea that this man that you were talking about, the current president, can care less about who gets killed by the police. And every time this happens, his retort is, we have to support a police to make sure they do the job we need them to do. Now, in the history of America, we know fully well how policing was established. We don't need to reiterate that. And the culture still permeates, even in today's climate, is the idea of policing us, is protecting property. And what was property back then? That was black people. Black labor was property. So that's only what they're concerned about. So when you hear them talking about, oh, looting, protecting businesses and property, it's the same language. It's the same thing they're worried about. They're not worried about our lives at all. Well, Ice Cube knows that. Ice Cube knows he's lived this stuff. He knows, okay, as a black person, we know fully well who's for us and who's not. Now, we can sit down and say, they're not totally for everything we believe in. You know, they don't really care on a day to day what our pain is all about. But there are some people out there that are going, uh, I can be transactional with you and I will give you some of what you want if you give me some of what I want. Well, it doesn't seem like Trump is that way. And the people, they don't really care. As a matter of fact, they're saying, my kind is better than yours. Boom. So you take whatever I gave you. And so that to me was my surprise. And when I saw someone like you fall for that, okie doke, and say, we're going to both sides of this, this issue. I have a contract with Black America. And whoever wants to take it, I'm going to negotiate with. I'm going to work with. That was a surprise to me because my, my question will be when I saw the interview last night was, okay, Q, if the Proud Boy said, we're going to work with you, would you say yes? Mm. If the KKK said, I'm going to give you $100 million, would you say yes? Because the idea of saying, okay, I'll just work with anybody that wants to work with me doesn't hold water. We know fully well history means something. You're just not going to take a loaf of bread from anybody just because you think you're hungry. Boom. And if you're going to do that, you better make sure you communicate with the people you say you're fighting for. It shouldn't be the first time we hear about Ice Cube working with the Trump administration and the Trump campaign shouldn't be from the Trump campaign. You should have <laughs> came out yeah. and said, hey, Black America, guess what? I had a meeting with these people, and this is what we're doing, blah, 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 blah. You should not wait for the Trump campaign to come out and say, oh, thank you, Ice Cube, for working with our plan. And then try to say, oh, no, I'm not working with them. And then go, oh, yeah, I had a meeting with them because you didn't have a meeting with me. Uh, that don't sound right. And I can see why 
people have a problem with that. Okay. Now, and, and, and I, I have ahead, one quick go thing. Ahead. I, I got to say this. Did I did I miss the election where the black community nominated Ice Cube to 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 levy a contract on our behalf? Like, I, I'm did I miss it? I, I'm confused. Like, did I miss the moment in time where we raised our hand and someone said we need a nominee to levy a deal with the Republican Party on our behalf to get what we want? as constituents in whatever respective cities we are. And guess who is at the top of the list? Ice Cube. And then we all came out, voted, and it was Ice Cube. I, I just want to know if I missed it because that, I, I'm confused. I, I don't know who nominated him. Tony, you can't get to the points before I get there with you because that was my next. Look, oh, that was, okay. and no, no, you, you, exactly, you exactly where I was going to go because my next thing was, as we get into this, right, because I think one of the problems, too, is these people and, and Tony, you and I have talked about this before on an even deeper level. Right. And, and Nolan, in a sense, too, is your first time on the pod. But we, we've had these conversations that artists, people with a platform. Right. All of a sudden, when they decide to jump out and then who nominated you, who, who said you representing all of us. Right. You got these people. They have a platform. And then, and then all of a sudden they speaking. Right. And it's like they're out front. And that that was that was one of my things, too. Ice Cube's contract for Black America, with Black America, whatever. Yo, bro, like, like, I didn't even see the contract before you went to negotiate. That was my first thing, right? And these people, like you said, they get this platform and you're like, well, did I miss a ballot? Was that one of the ballots I left on the counter where Ice Cube is representing the entire Black population and... And now you go out and negotiate. But in Ice Cube's defense, though, and, and back to one of your points you made, Nola, Ice Cube, I mean, Ice Cube said that he is not endorsing Trump. That was a big deal, like what, what everybody started saying, because I know Twitter was going crazy when it first popped off. And, and you know, a, a tweet Ice Cube had made years back was like, I'll never endorse Trump, right? And so everybody was like, this tweet didn't age well. And that was like the big thing. So Cube came out to make some clarity that he's not endorsing Trump. He's just open to working with anybody, right? So my point to you is, and I've asked both of you this on other occasions as well, is the Democratic Party really the best for us? Because because it does seem like we as black people just we're Democrats. We we just and, and Kanye tried to make this point. I asked the question because I'm trying to, you know, I just want to be a middle of the road host and, and that sort of thing. But I ha I did also ask this question because it also seemed like to me, Joe Biden. Right. I don't know as much about Joe Biden as I would like to. I'm still doing research, still trying to figure it out. But it did seem like to me. And you could correct me if I'm wrong, that he just ran and he had to get a black woman because he was like, I got to get I could get these votes if I get a black woman. And I'm not saying she's not qualified, but and Tony, don't don't you roll your eyes at me this early. Don't you roll your eyes at me this early. Look, go ahead. Okay, y'all take the floor. I'm just saying it. Are the Democrats okay, really the best I for felt, us? I felt my I felt my blood pressure rise. Okay. okay. I think that we need to understand where we are right now in history, right? And the reality is that I would not argue with anyone that Biden has a very controversial background. He has things that cause us pause that have been addressed and he continues to readdress them. I think what I am not going to do um, to Kamala Harris is make her seem as 
as if she, I'm not going to tokenize her when she is more than qualified than half of, than, is certainly more than Pence, right? Based on her background. And so what we're not going to do is tokenize her as a black woman. I think that, and I said this on the last show, if you know um, Biden's, if you see the team that he built in terms of his campaign, um, Simone Sanders being one of, uh, you know, the most vocal present, you know, leaders in his campaign, um, there was a call to action on Biden to prove to the black community that he could not only be trusted, uh, but that he would not only diversify his team for diverse perspectives, but they challenged him if we were paying attention instead of right now, instead of letting people play puppets with us to pick a black female. And he answered the call. He didn't pick a black female to get black votes. He picked a black female because that was the ask of the black community, right? There was literally a letter put out saying, if you, if you, if you say what you mean, we believe you should pick a black female. Because here's the thing, for Biden, he would have been, this would have been a sweep if Biden had picked someone like Beto, right? Someone who was much more uh, acceptable to the white, because here's the thing, the black community is really stuck at this point, right? I don't know, I don't, I don't know that we have very many choices based on what we've seen over the last four years. So if you're getting out and voting, or if you don't vote, what he really needs to do is turn the conservative vote, right? So to pick someone um, that was much more progressive, but also a white male, would have been way more advantageous for him than picking a black female. A black female says to conservatives, if something happens to Biden, because think about his age, then now we have our first black female president. Right. Right. So we can stop with this rhetoric that, you know, he like the, the black vote. And I'm sorry. Did you look at how black people voted <laughs> La- the, the last election? You know what I mean? Right. So this is a huge gamble. We did not show up and vote. <laughs> so my first thought to that is we're not going to keep disrespecting Kamala Harris. That's what we're not going to do. Not while I'm here, okay. because she is more than qualified to do the job. Second thing that you said in, in part to answer your question is whether or not the Democratic um, um, Party is the, you know, is, is the best party for us or the Republican Party. My thing is, at this point in history, I'm not sure why anybody would be a part of the GOP. I'm not I'm not sure why any person of color would want to affiliate themselves with that party. <laughs> I, I am open to a conversation once we, we get past a time where our lives are not at stake to have a conversation about a reimagining of our governmental system. And, and, and perhaps there is a new party, an independent party that advocates more for the BIPOC community. Right. But today, a week in to early voting. It's dams all the way because that is our, it, it. It's our lives on the line. So it's like, yeah, sure, we can have a conversation next year when you bring me on the podcast. We can talk about whether or not the Democratic Party is the best party for us. But right. today, if you're asking me, I don't even think it's a conversation I can have. There's too much at risk as a black mom married to a black man for me personally. Nola, and I think, and I think Tony makes an excellent point. And I think um, I have this analogy uh, on my radio show that I talk about. And I say, you know what, there's a time for everything, right? There's a time to talk about 
some of the extreme things or the bigger picture things that we need. And there are times to tackle the most immediate things that are happening right now, just like Tony stated. For instance, if the house is burning and you have a reserve savings for college tuition for the kids, you're more likely to spend that money on rebuilding the house than worrying about keeping that money for college of the kids because you need to fix the house right now. If the house is burning, you're more likely to tackle the fire that's destroying the house than to worry about the paint job or the carpet that you have in the living room. The house is burning, okay? We have a white supremacist in the White House. You want me to talk to you about my taxes right now? I don't have the time. I have a 19-year-old who's going to be 20 in December, and I'm worried about him becoming a hashtag and the president congratulating the police right after that happened. We can't have that. This is a symptom of the fact that we have dropped the ball for so long that we could get to this point where we, in 2020, can openly admit and say, wow, we really have a white supremacist in the White House. Some of the stuff that he talks about reminds you of George Wallace in the 1960s. The rhetoric is pretty much the same. America thought he was extreme then, and they didn't elect him. So what happened in a span of about 50 years that we have the same guy in the White House today? Oh, no. We can wait just a little bit and get this one out first. Put out the fire first. And then we can talk about the paintings on the wall the carpeting, the the furniture that we want to have, and everything else. That's my simple analogy when it comes to that. I don't need to complicate anything else. We have a white supremacist in the White House. We had somebody during the coronavirus say, you know what, how about you inject disinfectant to cure the virus? We have somebody that said it's going to leave in the summer. It is what it is. I mean, this is not hard. It's not hard. It's not complicated. As a matter of fact, now, me saying all that does not mean I'm totally for Joe Biden. I'm all for his principles. But you know what? There is something to be said about somebody who's actually been there before, who was the number two man for the first black uh, president of the United States. We work in the corporate circle. You find me one 70-year-old white man that I want to say yes, sir, to a black man half his age or close to a decade. Do you know any that wants to volunteer? And during the heights of racism and people going against this man, I mean, Barack Obama, if Barack Obama is not good enough, we're talking about education, decorum, respect, the way he treats his family. If he's not good enough, I am scared because I can't live up to that standard. If you don't think he's decent enough, to leave this country? Well, that tells me what you think about me, though. And this has nothing to do with all the things that you said is required to take that office. So that skin color cannot for me. Cannot go. You can't see past that skin color. So that's what we're talking about here. And to me, that's where I see things. Different analogy. Rome is burning. The house is burning. Put out the fire. And let's discuss the other stuff on how we're going to rebuild this house.
But and whoever is gonna do that with us, my guy. Okay, so so what about the part where Ice Cube says nobody has really solved our problems? So that's why he's Ice Cube says that you know, you know Democrats, Republicans, nobody has solved our problems, and. Tony, what I'm gonna need you to do, okay? I'm gonna need you because Tony, my love for you is 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 in the universe. But 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 these looks you're giving me right now, I'm just trying to ask these questions, Tony. <laughs> no, that this is what I deal with. This is what I deal with. But my love for her is endless. It's through the universe. <laughs> Tony, but Tony, I appreciate and, the passion. Ice Cube says nobody has really solved our problems, and when he said that, all I heard was no Democrat. No Republican, not Barack Obama, not Bill Clinton, not Ronald Reagan, not George Bush. He said nobody. Because the president cannot solve our problems. Okay. Because the president cannot solve our problems. Okay. And when you have people like Shaquille O'Neal not knocking him, I appreciate people being transparent. But you have people who have spent their life not voting. Do you know... I, I pulled up my ballot the other day. You know, I, I you know me, I'm intense, right? So I do a lot of research. Um, I have more than 13 judge seats on my ballot, okay? In my in my local district and or the city of Dallas. I live in the city of Dallas. Um, and and of course in, in the state of Texas. If I didn't vote and if I made this just about the presidency, right, if I decide I don't know who to pick, I don't trust none of them, I'm not going out, then there are several seats, commissioner seats, councilmen, right? In my particular, uh, in my, on my particular ballot right now, there is a black, the only black councilman in my more affluent white suburban area that I live in, his, his seat, there is a provision to recall his seat. And in my specific district, they want to recall his seat. Now, I personally met with my local mayor to talk about it for breakfast because, you know, I did. I know. (laughs) But but if I did not go out and vote, then people who do not look like me could decide that his seat should be recalled. Right. So we're talking about the president as if the president, because here's the thing, we need a civics lesson to understand governmental system. And we need to understand who sits in what seats and who makes what decisions. Even like this attack on uh, on Kamala Harris's, uh, her record, right. right? Understanding who makes what decisions, right? Is, is that an attorney general's job? We don't know. We saw it on Facebook. We read it in the comments and we're repeating that rhetoric, right? right. So my, my, my challenge to you or to anyone else who is saying, you know, the president or an entire party hasn't solved our problems. We haven't solved our problems because we won't show out. To, we won't show up to the polls and vote. We won't run for local office. Right. And I say that even as my own responsibility, because you know, I mean, people have asked me to run for local office and it is a it is a big deal. And I don't take it lightly. Right. But if we don't sit in those seats, if we don't support the people who sit in those seats, if we don't, if we're not astute enough to know when there's a primary election or when there's a local election that is happening and we don't vote because, you know, it gets quiet. And that's that's the thing that they want us to do. Miss it. Right. Miss it. So they get the right judges in the right seats making the decision. So the, when you think about the systemic 
issue within the court system, um, how the bails, how 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 the bail um, system is is built, and 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 holistically criminal reform. That's not the president, right? Right. So my my question to many people is: Have you been voting? Are you paying attention? Right. And so I guess for me, when I see some of the things that I see in the comments and people are like challenging Kamala's record, but not a California resident, I'm like, sir, do you know the name of your attorney general and his record in your state? Boom. Right. Because I do. Yeah. So I think that is the thing that we have to understand a civics lesson. Right. And and who is responsible for what decision? Yeah. And I think, have you seen, there's a rapper out, his name is Yellow, and he kind of breaks down. Have you seen that rap video? I think, he, was he walking on the street or something like that? He was, um, I think he was yes. walking in a video. Yeah, I saw that. And, and then in the, into the classroom and he kind of breaks down, Your, um, the government. you know, who, who yeah, the, the entire government structure. I feel like we should just like send that in a, in a visual postcard to, to, to uh, black and brown communities because, Honestly, I think that's the issue. Um, we have to we have to be able. They're not going to solve it for us, and that is what uh, the white community understands much more than we do. Is that they solve their own problems because they use it in their dollars, um, their influence, and their vote. Right. Excellent point. Excellent point. And I think um, one of the things that grinds my gears the most, I mean, just annoys me, is when the most misinformed people in our community, in our society, try to discredit the vote without understanding how the vote works and how powerful the vote is. Now, you show me, if your vote didn't count, why would they try so hard to suppress it? Mm. I mean, do you know how much money they're spending to try to make sure you don't vote? That alone, I mean, let's just keep things simple. You don't have to have a law degree from Harvard. Like, if you're trying so hard, I know you don't like me, but you're trying so hard so I don't get to this. What exactly is in this that you don't want me to see? What exactly is in this that you don't want me to take part of? The current, just like in Florida, the Attorney General, Ashley Moody, was trying to make sure that programs supportive like LeBron James, uh, Michelle Obama, places uh, that trying to get people to vote can't do it. Why is that? They don't want you to vote because that vote is power. It's going to make sure the right people who are concerned about the things that happen in your community get into office. And that way, not just get into office, make sure you vote for the state senators, the state congressmen city council members, the mayors, the people that actually touch you directly. They don't want you to do that. So it's not just about the president. The president operates on the federal level. By the time he enacts a law and the law actually decides to come trickle down, it takes about four years. So it is important. Yeah, you can vote for the president. Focus on the Senate. I just believe, just like you talk about a civic lesson, People understand that like taking part of your electoral process or whatever, it's like a day, everyday thing. It's not just something you just reach back every four years because it doesn't work that way. You could elect Barack Obama, but if you don't give him, give him the Senate, he can't confirm the right ju- judges. 
you can't if you don't elect the right Congress, they can't write the right laws that benefit your community. So he really can't do nothing. And then you say, oh, he didn't do anything. He's not going to hand you $500 just because he knows he cares that you need it. He needs you to come out and vote. Then if he finds out that you're not coming out and vote, he's got to be forced to negotiate with these people and get the best of what he can get. We could talk an example about the health care. He wanted a public option. But we didn't get enough votes to actually make sure that the people who vote for those kind of things, you know what, are there. So he's forced to take... He couldn't even confirm a Supreme Court justice. And not only that, nine months out of the election, we didn't hold the party accountable for doing that. So they could do all that stuff. So we could come out and say, okay, let a celebrity that always been kind of your and come out and say, oh, yeah, what did they do? What did you do? Right. What did you do? Did you help him when he needed help? And he was telling you, vote, vote, vote. I need your vote. Well, he was telling you, and he tried to tell you in code, I need your vote so I can give you what you want. I need your vote so I can fund this HBCU. I need your vote so that that way these people can public house uh, affordable housing in your community. These are things that a lot of people who are telling you the votes don't count don't know. And it's sad because it's a continuous process. Right. And every time we have to sit down on shows like this to try to make sure we do our part, but at the same time, we, most of us don't have the big, gigantic pl- platform, and we're not glamorous, or we don't have a blog. Uh, you know what I mean? Like the audience, people don't want to listen to us. But it's important. The right. Democratic Party have done a lot of things, a whole lot of things out there. The, the Congress right now has passed 400 bills. The Democratic Congress has passed about 400 bills waiting for the Senate to even pick up on votes, and they won't do it. Wow. Now, whose fault is that? Yeah, they, that's 400. That will help our community. So to say, oh, yeah, they didn't do anything. This is not a dictatorship. That shows me that you don't understand how this system works. Right. Well, one thing you're right, Tony. They do. They know how yeah. it works. They know how it works. And they take advantage of it every single time. Yeah. So. So how do we fix this? I mean, because because here's 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 the thing, and 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 you you both have touched on this. And again, I've spoken on this a lot before. You got the Kanye West, you got these people who come out, and Tony, you described it best distractions, right? You got all these distractions going on because these people have these platforms. They jump out there and and because social media has become so prevalent, everybody's staring at their phones all day, and people just even when they don't have anything good to say, or they don't even know what the hell they're talking about. They got keys, right? So they just start typing, right? So the comments be just as crazy as the person at the top that actually made the post. And you can see as you go yeah. through probably the first 20 comments, a good 40, 50% of those people are confused. Like, no, listen, they don't even really know the real process of what's going on. So what do we do then? Then what, what, what do we do when you got your favorite rapper? Because, you know, Ice Cube is in here to me, right? So he's in here to me. So I'm like... My God, the music. And I take it like this. Just because you can rap don't mean that you should be running running for office like you said, Tony. Don't mean that you should be out speaking on my government. Don't mean that you can run my city. You just rap, dude. Like, that, that's what you do. You make music. Kanye West, you make music, bro. You make even decent clothes. I ain't buying none of them walking, walking, walking dead clothes you're making right now because I could buy those anywhere. I mean, you're not charging me no $300 for a ripped up T-shirt that looked like you wore it four times. I'm not doing that. But just because Kanye West make dope beats don't mean that Kanye... 
know what's right for the country. Don't mean that Kanye all of a sudden can run the government. So how do you propose that? And I, and I, I use myself as an example, just being transparent. How, do, how does someone like me, what's the first thing I should do? Probably really get real, where to get real information. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to Q being front page news because he's going to get clicks because we mad, you know, what do, what do we do? to get real information on these candidates on what's really going on. Because you're right. One of the things, one of the problems I really see with black and brown people is we jump on the first thing. We never go past page three. We jump on the headline. We jump on the headline or we jump on anything that look like it's glitz and could get us likes. Right? So we'll spend money on a whole lot of things that don't even matter. And we've said this a million times. We can really control a lot of things. If we just all picked up our money and moved together, if we picked up our money and moved together, the amount of money that we spend, we could really move some things. But to me, we don't because it's like, well, they mad at Tony. So now it's my turn to step in the front. I could be the face. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't got, I don't even remotely have a plan that you might have had, Tony, but they let me be in front and I can dance now and I'm on the flyer. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't worried about change. I'm just worried about being popular. So, But as a people, for the people who really want to make change and really understand what's going on, what's what's the next step? Right. I mean, past Ice Cube and past this chaos that's going on right now. And, you know, again, I, I, in here, I want to like, I always try to listen because I'm a Cube fan and, and probably, you know, one of the dopest three-minute interviews I've ever had in my life. And I love the dude's music. But we all kind of agree here that he might have been a, if, if at the very least, the timing was way off with this right here. So how do we get past this, like you said, Tony, the white noise right here and get to some real information on what we need to be doing because we are, we're in voting time now. It's, it's, it's time now. It's time to show up right now and make it happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, Nola said it best. Hashtag the house is on fire, right? So our, our first priority is um, to get white supremacy out of the White House. I think that's our first priority. Let's get there, right? Let's wake up on November 4th and, um, and and make sure that 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 administration is moving out. I think in the process of that, too, we need to understand the ballot. So let me back up a little bit. The House is on fire. We need to get this administration out of the White House. But subsequently, as I explained to you, my my local ballot, um, we, we need to make sure that we know who we're voting for in the seat. So if you if you haven't, if you're watching this, and you haven't already voted, right? And you you plan to either vote um, in the you know um, early election dates or um, on on November third. Then I, I I implore everyone to be very familiar with their ballot, right? Get familiar with your ballot um, by doing the research, right? Um, I think secondly is if it is a uh, a win for the Biden Harris ticket then we need to, which they have an entire uh, agenda for the black community. They have put it out there. You can go to their website. You can read through it. We have to hold them accountable to the things that they committed to um, for our vote. So when people say like, it, what what have we done? You know, in most elections, there are promises made to to communities um, um, and, and pockets of different people for different reasons, right, to, to solicit that vote or in the interactions that they've had with those constituents that they're like, okay, we're going to do this thing. So in my mind, we need to hold them accountable to that. Um, but then I think m more importantly, we need to get uh, more involved in our local community and what is happening. We need to be keeping track and understanding um, what is happening 
um, with our local mayors and and understanding too the landscape. Like I just I, not too long ago, I um, watched a documentary on the the mayor of Stockton, California, and how he was able to reform his city uh, in in so many different areas. It is an absolutely amazing documentary. If you haven't seen it, um, you have to watch it. Uh, and that is the type of thing that if you to me, I feel like when if you can see a best practice somewhere, you can see how something is done. You can you it for me, it really informed me of the type of questions I should be asking my local mayor. Right. Um, and so here in Dallas, I sit on um, the, the the larger city of Dallas is the mayor star council. And through that, we're able to. Um, um, to um, have an ear to not only the mayor, but um, be of service to the city of Dallas in different ways and in different components. And so I think there are things like that. Like what is going on in your city? Um, I, I am um, Nola from Tampa Bay, born and bred. And I do know that when Bob um, Buckhorn was in office, and I don't know if it still remains, but when he was in office, he did have a multicultural council, right? Um, where he listened to those voices. So I think it's just like, Ultimately, how do we immerse ourselves in our local community so that we know what's going on? And it's our responsibility to stay abreast of that. And to Nola's point, not to just show up and vote every four years and think that we've done something. Right. right. And I say that not in a judgmental way in that right. this has been an evolution even for me over the last decade. Right. Um, and, and making sure that even though I was always a consistent voter from 18, I can't say that admittedly that I was always as entrenched in it as I am today. Right. And that's for a lot of different reasons in, in terms of what's happening. Um, but it's important that we all make those commitments. Um, and we gotta, we gotta get off Facebook. We gotta get out of the comments and Instagram and Twitter. Um, um, because part of, voter suppression too is creating confusion and discord and that is happening and you even see it with the protests right where all of a sudden it was being infiltrated by outside people damaging cities and the and, and the peaceful protesters were saying we didn't even do that right. so if you can visually have um that example then you know what it's like when there are bots causing confusion and kind of throwing the rock. And now you're immersed in an argument with a person that ain't even real. You know what right, I mean? Right. So I, I, my thought is we, we have all ha we all have to make personal commitments around our acumen, um, uh, in, in our governmental system personally. And that, that, that's the first step for me. Let me, let me, right. let me put this question here um, and Nola, you take this one first. Let me, let me, let me ask you this because you have a, you have a 19 year old son and, and Tony's son is significantly younger. Um, but what comes to mind here is, um, and I can't think of her name right now, but she's, is, um, is she the young Senator from New York? She was, she was like a waitress or something. And all of a sudden she's like, AOC, she's in the government. She's a right. Okay. Now, she, now AOC. she comes to mind right now. And I, my next, my question here is, do you think that maybe, it's time right now and now is a very good time for a new wave of politician because because it seems like to me what we've had in office for years and years and years and years is these career politicians right and it's a very good old boy way of thinking in my opinion like in my opinion you got like you said 70 75 year old white guys making rules for a world that we see has really changed it has changed right. it's multicultural it's 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 a vast array of ideas it's 
it has really changed. It, it, not that it was even right when they started it, but now we really see the world is very, very super diverse. There's a there's a plethora of different ideas and people out here. And it's like when she came in, her story, first of all, was really, really dope to me because she was someone who was like, like you said, like us, we're on the ground level and all of a sudden she's in the government now. So you can't tell her what's really going on because she was a waitress in this very neighborhood, right? She know, like you can talk about above, but you never, she was on the block, like literally on the block. Do you think that it's time for, and I guess the only way I can put it is a new wave of politician or, you know, like a a breath of fresh air in politics? I think I, I think a lot of times our our young people they're not understanding that this is how you make change by being in the room. You know what I'm saying? Like you, if we can get, we got to get in the room in order to make change. And a lot of us, you know, I, I, I love the two of you because the two of you are like me. We worry about being in the room, not just saying from a distance. We like, yo, I want to come in the room too, because I'm educated enough that I could be in this room. I can listen to this conversation. I can have a real opinion on what's going on, not just for me, but for my offspring and those people around me that I care about my neighborhood and everything else. So do you think it's it's time for, you know, like a, a, a new, you know, like a, a new breath of fresh air type politician, you know, and some of our younger people really getting involved in understanding politics. Right. Um, great question. Before I answer that question, I just want to add just a little bit okay, to the last um, you know, comment. Um, and I want to say, even before I say this, I have all the utmost respect for Ice Cube. I've been following his career, and I, I am 100% positive that his intention is for the Black people. Yeah. That is no doubt. Right. Well, you could have the right, the best intentions and go by it the wrong way. And actually ended end up harming what you're actually trying to save in the first place. So that's how I feel about that. So I'm not going to impugn him. I'm not going to like try to eviscerate Ice Cube because he's one of us, and he's one of the people that we need to get to where we need to go. Now that's one. Secondly, I think one thing she said in one of these interviews is the problem is too large to think that just one person or one group is going to solve it. Okay. In the same breath, the problem is too large for one person to think he has the ultimate plan to solve all of it. Boom. So, like, if you understand that it's too large for a powerful entity like the executive branch of the United States to solve, what makes you think you have the plan to for 40, 50 million black people in America? Now, so that leads to this. We need to have organizations that are specific to different parts, fields, that we care about. You have a Care About Me Foundation. Right. Right? Primarily focused on a certain sector. Right. We need organizations like that, those who are focused on uh, social injustice issues. We have a leader, we have an organization, and they speak for those issues. If you're talking about black businesses, we need organizations for those. That speak on those issues. But for one man or one organization to say you're speaking for the black people in Chicago, the black people in um, uh, Dade County, the black people in Compton, or the black people at the heartland, or the black people in New Orleans, it's almost impossible. We have different interests, even though most of us vote Democrat. A lot of us have different interests. So that, to me, to me, it's a little too overconfident to think, okay, you have the answers for all 40, 50 million black people. 
that enough in itself is going to bring criticism. Right. And I think that's the mistake. If you want to go ahead after the election, let's focus on these organizations that are specific in tackling these problems. And those are the ones that need to be speaking to those problems. Not one person saying, oh, I've negotiated on behalf of 40, 50 million black America with the Trump administration. I'm not working for them, but they heard what we have to say. That's impossible. Right. And thirdly, it's always been a time for fresh blood in government. Oh, yeah. It's always been. It's been time for fresh blood in government during the civil rights movement. It's been time for fresh blood in government during the whole uh, prime bill era. You know, yeah. bill Clinton. It's been new time for the early 2000s. It's been new time right now. The idea is getting people to care, to think it's cool enough to go into government without calling you a square, without not being cool enough, without people thinking, okay, you're just trying to affiliate with white people. No, you have to get in the fight. Yeah. They take all, all this power that you, all the powerful people that are in these positions, their power was given to them by the people. They're not different from any one of us. Right. AOC just took the mantle and said, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm going to run. And she won. It's very possible. Barack Obama could have been like, you know what? Oh, man, I love Tupac, but Tupac said, we ain't ready for a black president. I'm not trying to do that. But what he did was run. Right. We got so many examples of people that say, you know what? I'm just tired. I mean, Tony is on the uh, advisory council of the mayor in Dallas. Right. That's Texas. You just said, you know, I'm not going to sit back and I'm just going to go for it. So we have so many examples and we have so many fearless people in our midst, in our community that will do one thing the entire life just because they believe. We talk about hip hop. We've seen 40 year old rappers finally make it. This been like 20, 30 years saying, you know what? I'm just going to be one. Right. So that's all it is. Like we just need to believe that, you know what? Get, get, get away from the complex that say we're not worthy. That we're not supposed to be here. Yeah, you're supposed to be here. Yeah. I don't want to hear LeBron James talking about I'm from the, just a kid from Akron. That I'm not supposed to be. No, sir, you're supposed to be here. Right. Because the work you put into that craft, nobody else did. Right. And once you, we stop believing that, you know what? Why is Donald Trump president? I can do that job better than him. Yeah. And yeah. just our mindset enough. It's going to set up so many people to go, I'm sick of that politician. I'm running next election cycle. Yeah, because it's it, always been a time. Yeah, because in reality, when you, when you say it that way, you, you start thinking, what made Donald Trump qualified to be president? You know what I'm saying? Like just a year ago, he was firing people on a reality show, you know, and, and now, you know, a few years ago and now he's president. Right. Um, Tony, you, you made this point earlier and, and I, I kind of want to go back to this. Um, there are a lot of people that are doing this work. Right. We we watch, you know, like I watch countless people that have really good messages. They don't have the ice cube following, but they are doing this work. Do you think it says something that Donald Trump and his people have never called them in for a meeting? But they met what they but they they reached out to ice cube and said, hey, hey, we, we'd like to talk to you about 
about your 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 contract with Black America. You you know, but you got all, you got you got all these yeah. people that are doing this work like every day. They ain't making records part time. They ain't making movies part time. They on the front line for people of color. They on the front line for making change. They on the front line yeah. for you know things that yeah. matter to the Black community. But they didn't. They didn't. I haven't heard any of them come out and say, you know, I got the call. You know, I never met Donald Trump personally, but his people did call me and we met. Do you think there was a reason yeah. that, that that none of them got a call? Do you think there was a reason? Tony, Absolutely. Tony, can you like, not leave with that with that face of, of, of the little brother who might have asked the dumb question? <laughs> I mean, I mean, because the re, the reality is and, and, and listen, I'm like, Nola, we all got to be a part of the conversation. I, I don't want to attack anyone whose intentions um, they're well intended. But at some point over the last four years, Donald Trump has showed us his hand, right? How many more pastors and rappers and entertainers have got to learn the hard way that this, this campaign will use you as a marketing tool, right? Um, the reason that, um, you know, Ice Cube thought he was doing something good, right? And and the reason he didn't bring it forth first was because he thought he was having a real conversation, really levying a deal behind closed doors. They were just in it for the photo op. They were just in it to say, yes, we got another one. We got another one, right? And so there is a real reason why they're not having real conversations. And if you if you really pay attention to the, the real true activists who are doing the work, they're not even attempting to have that conversation because they realize what me and Nola both realize, which is that the house is on fire and it's on, it, it's, it was set afire by, um, by folks who are unreasonable. And you can't, you can't really negotiate with someone who's unreasonable and quite frankly, a little bit mentally unstable. And so they have realized that in order to put the, the fire out, ha- they have to orchestrate a team of people to, to do it another way. Right. Um, so I, I guess, you know, to your, your, your question, um, there is absolutely a reason that this party is not reaching out to people who are boots on the ground, um, that have the appropriate influences in their community because the, the, the true, um, outcome that they're looking for is not resolved. No, I know you got some, I, I, I know just eating at you too, that I asked that question. I, I, Felt like I was going to get pushed out of this oh, chair no, when I, I first mean, asked that question. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an important question because one thing um, we don't want to do is assume people know the answers to this question. Sometimes a lot of people are going to be watching this um, broadcast and they need to know because they might not know. They might think, you know what? There's got to be a reason why they reached out to him. I mean, we have people like I would rather them reach out to Tony. <laughs> you know who's in the trenches in the red states those right. come with their challenges okay you got to walk the front line. you got to be solid or wherever you are before they actually try to sabotage you in whatever capacity they can um i would rather that um approach to make a mallory who's a black woman activist who's at the forefront of everything that's happening in this country you can't tell me if you care about the welfare of black people or the things they're concerned about and you haven't heard her name, you're not really doing your job. Right. Okay? So the the idea that it's a Kanye West that's saying slavery was a choice, 
and Harriet Tubman didn't do nothing, or Ice Cube, who has a lot of clicks that you reached out to, and then right after you reached out to her, you sent out a presser that says, oh, thank you, Ice Cube, for working with the Trump campaign. We know exactly what that is. A few weeks before the general election, even though they're voting right now in early voting, just like Tony said. Yeah. That is a ploy. And the surprise to me is what I got, why I got disappointed, because I love Ice Cube, and I know he's frustrated. George Floyd had a big effect on him, because he came and started lashing out to everybody. Hollywood. Everybody. And I can understand that pain, because that pain will make you do something when you really feel it, like, I've had enough. Eight minutes and 46 seconds, kneeling on somebody's neck, in broad daylight, why are you on video? No, I'm done. Right. Get it. But you got to understand that there are a lot of people who idolize you, and every step you make, you got to make sure it's the right one. And affiliating with a white supremacist, I mean, that is, you better make sure you communicate every step you're making if you're going to deal with someone like that. Because they're going to dump you, eat you up, and mess up your reputation for the rest of your life. And that's exactly where he was headed right now. And he has built a lot of capital. I understand he built a lot of capital. The only reason why he's not totally canceled, because a lot of us that know history, know our history, know Man, Ice Cube was at the forefront saying F the police when it wasn't popular to say that in Compton. Right. You know, he has put his lives on the line. Like, he's been the same guy even when Hollywood was giving him all the money in the world to make those movies and stuff. He stayed true to his roots. He gave a lot of actors and actresses a lot of breakout careers over the years. So he's for black people. Right. Don't make that mistake. But, man, I'm just so disappointed that he would try. He would, he would put himself in this position where they would use him as a pawn for a photo op, just like Tony said. Man, I could probably talk to y'all like all day. Um, really, I could. I, and I, I, I definitely want to make sure that the two of you are open to coming back. Um, maybe like super soon, like even before the election, I think the two of you should come back because I, I think the to me, the election thing every and every time I talk to the both of you and what I also want to do on this podcast is I learn something every time, you know what I'm saying? And um, again, I'm, I'm transparent as I can be here. And, and Tony, you even said this, like the voting thing for me, I've gotten deeper into it with each election. But I've also had to look at myself and hold myself accountable in the, in the mirror and go, yo, like, what are you doing, though, on these lower levels? Are you looking at like like you said tony your city your city councilman the the, the judges yeah. seats and stuff and your you know your governor you know your senator for your for your state you know what i'm saying are, are you are you looking at at these seats as well or are you just saying well it's time to vote for when the black president was out there you know what i'm saying it was time to vote for him or now it's the election again of the president there are a lot of things that yeah. are more closer to you that you need to look at as well as as well as bills and that sort of thing um tony you were here before and one of the things you talked about was where we can find information in case you know people to me like a, a place to, to you know because i know britney's big thing was where can i learn about these candidates where can i get information on you know my thing and, and you had some information on on that where we can find um information yeah yeah i mean you know i personally like a league of women voters um they they provide um the voter 411 dot uh vote 411.org i'm sorry um ballot where you can enter your uh, street address and zip code, and it will give you your specific ballot and a rundown of each candidate 
their their positioning in their own words on certain topics that questions that they were asked. And um, from there, you can select some of the ones that you want to highlight as your favorites. Um, it allows for you, you know, you you may align to to Nola's earlier point with maybe a Republican judge based on what they do, where they're at and what their their sentiment is on certain topics. But you can highlight um, highlight that and then it will send you um, an email with your choices so that you remember um, those. And if you want to do uh, it'll send you an email or a text for for you know, the, the younger generation, like, I don't want to email. Um, it will send you, uh, we'll send you a text as well. And, uh, and it is, uh, to me, a starting ground for your research, right. On how you figure out the type of candidates, but there are many sites like, um, vote411.org, but that's just one of my personal favorites. Um, I think they do a good job, not only with the questioning, but, um, in most, uh, local cities, you can, you can find your ballot, um, through that website. Nope. As opposed to just showing up, right? Yeah, and, and not knowing who's up on the ballot. Yeah, I think I think the information is key. I think we really need to, like you said, start research these candidates and, and things that 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 run our lives out here as much as we'll research where the party at or how much a VIP section costs, yeah. right? How much a section costs yeah. at a party? Yeah. We need to do this research with other things, man. Nola, you got a closing yeah. point before we get out of here? Well, I just. I want to thank you guys for I'm actually opening up a forum. I think more forums like this, more platforms like they need to open up this discussion so that that way it's an ongoing thing. It becomes part of our daily lives or weekly lives or however much we can tap into it because it's important. It's important even after this election, if people get the results they want, it's not enough just to unplug and go back to our, you know, things that, you know, have guilty pleasures or whatnot and disengage. Because that's exactly what a lot of these people who don't care about what we care about are expecting us to do. And then in four years, when we come back and say, oh, why didn't that happen? Well, yeah. you got to engage. You get you got to make sure you engage all the time for them to actually allocate the funds for the community, for your community, for the things that you want to get done. So just want to say thank you to that. And just like you said, I mean, I do have a weekly radio show that we address this stuff all the time on WMNF 88.5 FM in Tampa, Florida. And... Um, so for those who are local out here, yeah, 12 to 1 every Wednesdays, um, WMNF.org. These are things we talk about all the time. And this uh, a lot of times we tackle some of the things that pertain to us in the Tampa Bay Metropolitan. So you don't really have to be concerned so much about what's happening on the federal level to talk about what's actually happening in the community. So things like that. And let it be cool to talk about things that, you know what, that affect your life, your friend's life, and your children's lives. It's okay to be cool to talk about that. Talk about government stuff. Not necessarily you got to be a nerd about it, you know? But if you talk about it, be concerned about it. Not all the way when it gets so bad that the white supremacist in the White House is commending the police officers for shooting an unarmed black man or woman. That tells you, like, you're seeing roaches in daylight when you see that happening. That means it's gotten so bad that we got work to do. But once again, I appreciate it. I appreciate Tony with all the knowledge. I appreciate Ekin, of course, my brother. And um, that's that. Tony, final thoughts. And I want to say one quick, yeah, I want to say one quick thing. You know, what, I want to answer this question for someone listening that what could Ice Cube have done better? Okay. Right? Because right. you didn't ask that question, but I want to answer it. Um, Ice Cube is in Compton and his mayor's name is Asia Brown. And she is fantastic young 
um, mayor at, at one point was the youngest black female mayor. I don't know if that has since changed because um, she's uh, now in her second term. Um, and then he's nestled against, um, I, I mentioned the documentary Stockton on My Mind, which is Michael Tubbs in Stockton, California. And he has completely reformed his city that he was born and raised in. To me, when you have the type of influence you have as an ice cube and you have really great ideas, he had two really passionate local, um, uh, you know, leaders who he could have sat down with first. And I think, and then utilize um, his influence, his power and his own dollars um, to start in his own local areas. Right. And that to me would have been a better plan. And then after that time, as the Biden Harris ticket had, had already said, we think this is a good plan. Let's talk about it later. Um, you know, th- this is, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Right. right. And so when you do this work, true activism is about being committed to the long-term outcome and not, not the show and not the immediate um, gratification of saying, I got a plan and being on display because you have the ability to do that. So I think, you know, if you know, you know, some folks, so if Ice Cube is listening, um, reach out to um, Michael Tubbs and, and Asia Brown. I think they would be a, a great partnership in helping him turn this boat around because I do think his platinum plan had some great ideas. I don't I don't think it was bad. I think it just was about timing. So I wanted to say that. Um, and then, of course, final thoughts are just get out and vote. Um, as I said on the last time you had me on the podcast, you know, Breonna Taylor um, did not get justice. Um, obviously, um, George Floyd's um, modern day lynching um, was um, just deplorable. And I think that um, uh, the best way that we can give them both justice is to show up to the polls. Right. No, I appreciate you both, man. And, and, and Tony, you know what? I'm- this this is this is why you're so near and dear to my heart. Because when I miss like a good point like that, that 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 honestly that that goes back to a very good point too. Um, just to sum that up again, Ice Cube should have worked it like a record because when they started in WA, they didn't get a major record deal. They started in Compton, like they started. Come on, they now. started in their neighborhood. Yeah. They became the popular dudes right. in their neighborhood, and then. Priority Records came and got them, and then they became this national phenomenon. So, and 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 I just got that not long. I was having a conversation about a couple of ideas, and they was like, "Yo, a lot of times these companies or these people, they're waiting to see what you can do, like in your own little bubble, right? And then all of a sudden, they want to come and give you all these resources because they see it's working. And with Ice Cube's influence, he could have easily, like you said, anything he wanted to do in Cali, they was gonna listen. Anything he says, yeah, this is what I want to do for Cali, yeah. especially like you said, starting in L.A." Him being from the block, him representing the the very neighborhoods out there, they would have, like you said, they in, that meeting would have happened twice in a day. Everybody would have yeah. been him. So, yeah. so that right there was, a, yeah. you know, so that that right there, and you know, I'm a, I'm gonna try to get some of my people to tell him that. Look, Q man, just just back up a little bit, bro. Like, cause you could just you could probably yeah, you probably could fix Cali like in like two, you probably could not even fix Cali, but like just get it on get it on. Uh, everybody's working in the right direction because you said let's go. Like, you know, I believe that, man. I appreciate both of you, man, for uh, just sitting down with me. And and I feel like, as always, when I talk to the both of you, that I learned something. I, re- I really do. And I, I thank you. And I thank you for getting up this early on a Saturday morning. You know, did y'all party last night like me? No, no, yes, no, 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 no sorry. No, 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 that would be a no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the DJ can podcast, man. I appreciate, uh, as always, my sister, uh, Tony Howard Lowe for being here. My brother, Nola, um, as always. And 
I appreciate you both um, for being here, for giving me your time and for your insight. And But I do, let's make this agreement. I want to have you back before the election and then after the election so we can talk about that because I feel like this is an ongoing conversation that we need to keep top of mind. You know what I'm saying? Even starting from being the hip-hop kid that I am, I still think that this is a very important conversation because it matters, all right? Shouts out to Radio Influence, my guy Jason, and of course, shouts out to the lovely Miss Brittany Gonzalez. Brittany need to be here for these conversations, so I'm going to remind her that she need to be here next time for these conversations, all right? The DJ Can Podcast, yeah. um, I appreciate everybody. It's all love, man. Thank you so much again. <sighs> Refreshing. Love y'all. Talk soon. This is an Ian Beckles flavor in your ear quick fix on Radio Influence. Democrats and Republicans together were hoping that President Trump would have a different view of COVID-19 since he got it um, wrong. You couldn't be more wrong. He just he spun it. He flipped it. Like literally while he was getting air, you know, uh, helicoptered over to the to the hospital. And I was listening to the, the, the narrative. Everybody's like, oh, my God, this is really bad. And I'm sure President Trump's going to learn. No, absolutely not. He spun it to make himself macho man. Now, not, li- not literally, but almost literally. He came off Air Force One the other day in one of his little get togethers, which he shouldn't be having, blaring the song Macho Man by the village people. By the way, the village people don't want him to play the song. Now, if you get the village people telling you not to play their song, can it get lower than that? If you, I understand if you have, uh, I'm telling you, uh, Bob Dylan, say, don't play my song, or uh, Stevie Nicks, don't play my song. The village people don't want you to play their song, and you're the president of the United States? You think about that for a second. If the president of the United States is playing your song, isn't that good for your brand? And for somebody to say, don't play my song, tells you what people think of Donald Trump. You can find Ian Beckles' Flavor in Your Ear on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.